Hello, my name is Jillian. My name is Yolanda, and welcome to The Pemberley Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Pemberley Podcast. Before we jump into the episodes this week, we actually want to talk about some lovely candles that we've talked about before. Yes, that our lovely former guest on the Pemberley podcast, Mary-Kate Wiles, we've sort of talked about this in the past, that she has a a new Etsy shop called Paper and Slate, and she makes these wonderful candles and was lovely enough to send us a few, and we just, like, want to talk shamelessly about how much we love them. Oh my goodness, yes, so... These are soy candles that she has up for sale on Etsy, and that's etsy.com slash shop slash paper and slate. We will post the link left and right. And you can also follow them across social media on at paper and slate. So these are literary and cinema inspired candles. So she has right now like Lizzie Bennett candles, like mm-hmm. all of the Bennett sisters have their own candles. All of the Pope Hardy characters have their own candles. Not all the Pope Hardy characters A have lot been released, of them. but like I think everyone is like in the works. Yeah. And you can also buy them in bundles if that makes it way easier. You can buy a Pope Hardy bundle. You can buy a Lizzie Bennett pun- bundle. And there's also soy wax melts, who I know for candle enthusiasts who like that sort of thing as well. You can get that. But so we got, I got the Annabelle Lee candle, which is sea mist and sweet pea. And I... And how does, because you're smelling that right now. Uh, I really it? love it. I, I really actually love this candle. It's very sweet. It is. Like Annabelle. It is. Um, oh my goodness. And it's blue. It's so pretty. Thanks. And I really like the design too of this. It's yeah, a really like quality product. Mary Kay's hair looks amazing in that animation. I know. <laughs> and then you got... I got Lenore. And I got Lenore because... Uh, the scent is cedar and rose, and I think it smells like really like it's flowery, yeah. but then it kind of like a, tapers off with this musk, which yeah. I really like. Yeah, uh, and I just like I'm a huge fan of rose, which is what inspired me to choose this candle. Cool. Plus, Lenore is like a total badass. I like her, and I'm sort of once I saw these, I was like, oh my gosh, where do I get to put it? Because like it's very pretty. Like it I don't want to like I don't want to like put it in a corner or something. Nobody puts Lenore in a corner. And <laughs> I want to I'm like very excited to like put it on my I think I'll just put it on the bookshelf. I won't burn oh, it there. No. <laughs> I don't think it's very smart to have like an open flame next to your books. But like aesthetically when I'm not burning it, it's totally going there. I know. So we're just so excited for these candles for Mary Kate. We're gonna do like a proper photo shoot with these candles and we're gonna post pictures all over social media and a whole freaking candle campaign we're running it (laughs) ask about us yeah and uh, thank you to Mary Kate for yeah, generously sending these to us. We're we're so excited to have them. They smell amazing. I know. Thanks. We burned. We we recently interviewed Ashley Clemens. That's coming up soon. It's coming guys. up very soon. It was a very interesting interview. And uh, we burned my Lenore. Can- we wanted to burn both of them at the same time, but that's then we not were like, wise. "That's like a lot of smells in my apartment." <laughs> so we burned my Lenore one, and it was like a very soothing, relaxing kind of environment. It was yeah. kind of like the whole team was with us while we were engaging in this lively interview it was it was wonderful it was a rainy day oh it's so nice perfect weather to have candles burning coffee practically perfect in every way so again you can find these candles on etsy paper and slate and go and buy candles support mary kate it's it's a great product i love having it yeah 
So with that then, let's go ahead and jump into the episodes at hand. Starting with episode 95, End of the Line, written by Jay Bushman and Bernie Sue. Yolanda, this isn't fun anymore. <laughs> like It's like, it is like the end of the line. For many weeks and months that we've been doing this, I'm like, great, can't wait to talk about it. But we're at episode 95 and 96 out of 100. I'm in denial. <laughs> and everything is getting wrapped up. Like, this is the last we're going to see of certain people. Yeah. And I can't emotionally handle it. And I, I can't sit here and act like, oh, I can't wait for like that. There's only going to be a couple more next times. I know. I'm in agony. Oh my gosh. That's so scary to think that one of these episodes we're going to be like, and this is it for the Lizzie Bennet diary. What? Like, we knew it would end. <laughs> like, it had to. Also, I didn't want it I mean, to. we're not there. We don't need to talk about that. Yeah, we're, we're not there. there. We're not there. For this episode specifically, it kind of seems like, it didn't seem like anything was going to happen. I mean, Lizzie's talking about how happy she is for Jane and Bing. You know, they're together, but not together, together. And then, out of nowhere, Caroline just bursts into the room with accusations and we're just thrown into this boxing ring now that these two women are in. How dare you, Lizzie Bennet? Caroline, what are you doing here? Don't you play stupid with me. Your mother did that already. You know what's funny is I totally forgot that this was, like for a long time you and I were talking about like, when can we finally talk about like the, the, the indiscretion. indiscretion, Jane's indiscretion. Like I was sort of like looking forward to it for a long time and then it just sort of like went over my head and I was like, yeah. oh, what are we talking about again? Like I thought yeah. this episode was supposed to be more relevant. When and then Lizzie's in the middle of talking about like, hooray for Jane, my sister, yay. Jane, oh my gosh. And then it's suddenly Caroline in the room being like, Lizzie Bennett, I've got a bone to pick with you. And we're like, and I was like, oh my God, I forgot this was, it was this episode. Yeah. This, there was a lot of hype. I remember like being really, really excited about this because I was like, are we going to see Lady Catherine de Bourgh? Yeah. Are we going to see her? A lot of her? comments too. Were like, and so ultimately, no, we did not get no. to see Lady Catherine de Bourgh. I'm fine with it being Caroline because it's very in character for her. Yeah. She would be the one to be like, can I ask you why you're out to get me? And literally <laughs> the rest of the world is like, no one cares about you, Caroline. <laughs> No one's trying to get at you or get with you. No. Which is a hard thing to say. I mean, I thought it was interesting that Caroline does say like, oh, you're pretending. Even your mother's pretending. Like Everyone's pretending. Like Caroline is so stuck in whatever world she's in yeah. of like everyone's out to get me. Like everyone's plotting, literally plotting against me and my family. Mm -hmm. So she has very strong feelings about this. But also, what... Mrs. Bennett let, like, a very angry Caroline into her home of, like, yeah, come on in. Like, go ahead. Apparently. My daughter's in the den. <laughs> I mean, Mrs. Bennett likes the Lees. And yeah. so, she, like, so, Bing came back into their lives and she's like, oh, and Caroline is coming to play with the girls. I, even I, though they're in their I 20s. Know. <laughs> I'd like to think she would have been more like a Mrs. Weasley of, like, don't you dare come near my daughter, you, like, angry person. But I don't know. They didn't go with that. I mean, I think Caroline was very terrifying. And she's like, I need to talk to Lizzie. And she's like, I your business, not mine. But also, like, when they're arguing very loudly, and like, I would think Mrs. Bennett comes by, like, um, is every is everything okay in here? Do you guys need snacks? Do you need water? <laughs> like, what's going on? That's very funny. I think I feel like at least in the 2005 version of the movie, they're sort of like that, where it's like the middle of the night, they're in their pajamas, right. and Mr. Bennett's like, Can I offer you a cup of tea? And she's like, Absolutely freaking not. Don't even <laughs> look at me. 
Don't yeah. speak to me. Don't even look at my horse. <laughs> I know. Uh, and so now Caroline is barging in. And essentially what she wants is, because um, like in the book, Lady Catherine is like, I heard you're engaged to Darcy and I'm here to make sure that's not happening because he's supposed to marry my sickly daughter. And will you promise never to marry him? And Lizzie's like, no. And Caroline doesn't exactly come in with those demands, but she's like, how dare you ruin my brother? Like, she just came over to make a scene. She was like, why did you ruin my brother's life? And Lizzie's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And she's like, like, basically, Caroline is implying that because of Jane is why Bing dropped out of med school and, like, moved to New York with, like, nothing but, like, he's basically, like, arm candy, which, like, I'm glad he's realizing his potential. <laughs> yeah. He's, like, very charming. Yeah. Well, it's actually perfect because Jane is, like, sort of very introverted and like, yeah. she, she's, like, very nice to talk to, but, like, Bing can be the one who, like, brings people in and then, yeah, like, Yeah, and Jane... then they see the brilliance of Jane. Yes, they're, like... exactly. They're good for each other. Yeah. And so Caroline is basically like, how dare you ruin my brother's life? I hate you, Lizzie Bennet. And she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Your brother made all these decisions while he and Jane were broken up. Did it ever occur to you that your brother made that decision on his own? Oh, please. Bing has never made a decision of that magnitude in his life. He isn't capable of it. Jeez, I mean, I guess we knew he was a little out of touch. We knew he was a little clueless, a little indifferent. But it's like Caroline really has been maneuvering his life Gaslighting him. him. She's been like pulling the strings on being Lee's life and what he's supposed to do and like making sure that he's following the legacy he's supposed to follow but now suddenly he's gone off that path and she's like what what happened to my puppet what happened (laughs) well and like because it's not even because obviously like this conversation spins into something that's way bigger than Bing it's also about Darcy because the truth is I don't know if Caroline really likes Darcy I think she's always been in love with the idea yeah, of Darcy. Yeah, it's the idea of... She's like, who else do I know who has such good breeding yeah. and gets along with my family and is like the kind of ambition and smart and has the connections that I need? Like, literally, Darcy is her match in that sense. Like, who yeah. else is she going to be with? And, I mean, probably a lot of people. Yeah, But, sure. like, Darcy's the one that she's... Because I think Caroline also needs someone that she can control. And so yeah. Darcy's can't really be controlled, but I feel like she's always thought that as long as he's good friends with Bing and as long as, you know, like, honestly, I can see a universe where, like, he never met Lizzie and he's like, I don't really want to marry anyone right now. Yeah. But if I have to get married, it, I'm fine with Caroline. Yeah. Like, I, just, like, she's a good option. And falling into the motions of... This is what I do now. Yeah. And this is a society husband and wife situation. <laughs> yeah. Because like, I mean, the whole reason it took him and Lizzie so long to get together is because he made it clear that those things are important to him. Yeah. And so I feel like he had to do a lot of growing up. He had to do a lot of soul searching to realize he would rather have someone who makes him happy rather than someone who has just been traveling in certain circles mm-hmm. his whole life. And I mean, like... In a sense, Caroline and Darcy as a couple is like a very safe choice because they've known each other their entire lives. However, I still don't believe that either of them has a clue what's going on in each other's heads. 
like I think Caroline is sort of like a very certain way and she's like I would have no I have no idea what Darcy was thinking when he did this yeah and I think Darcy lives and thinks a certain way and he would be like I literally have no idea why Caroline is the way she is like even though they've known each other for many years they're very different well their motives like everything they do like the the motives behind what they do is very different Caroline is after that status after that power and Darcy sure he's after like status and power but like in a way that's going to help people still, you know? He's not there to just benefit himself. He's there to benefit, like, more people and provide, so, like, opportunities for beyond himself, you know? And he puts the work first. Yeah. Like, he makes it about the, like, he's sort of always had these things. Like, he's always had status and money and connections. Yeah. And so, like, it would be nice to keep them. But it's always, like, he's a good CEO. His employees love him. Yeah. He has a passion. He has a drive. He's intelligent. Like, he's here. He knows what he's about. And Caroline is just, like, Caroline, I feel like, only feels as powerful as the people she's controlling. Oh, yeah. Like, that's her job. Yeah. Like, she doesn't so much have, like, an occupation like Darcy and literally everyone else, (laughs) but... She gets her power. She gets her confidence from, like, those who she's able to control. Yeah. And so when she lost Bing, like, she must be feeling very dejected and very lost. And then she lost Darcy. And she's like, who is Caroline? That's very true. She's, like, having an identity crisis right yeah. now. Of, like, everything she's ever known. Yeah. But one of the more important things we also finally f- figure out in this episode is the long-awaited and discussed indiscretion about what happened at Bing's birthday party. So this indiscretion has been a very big split as to why Bing broke up, kind of, you know, just left Jane. Yeah. And why why Darcy and why Caroline didn't think she's a good match for Bing. And Caroline reveals that Jane kissed another man at the (gasps) party. You mean your sister never told you that she kissed another man? You two seem so close. That's what this is. From what it sounds like, it's not as if Jane was bored and was like, I need to make out with literally yeah. anyone in the room right now. Yeah. It sounds like a lot of people were very drunk and wanted like Bing's old acquaintances kind of like stumbled over to her and well, started making out with her. It's a kind of a little convenient, but like Lizzie yeah. kind of really pieces together the plot very quickly of like, oh, so you probably, you, Caroline, got one of his old friend super drunk and just pushed him on to Jane and, you know, timed it just so right that Darcy saw and that was it. Perhaps that happened. Like, I feel like they do it in such a way where it's like, she, like, Caroline, of course, never admits, like, how did you know I did that? But, like, perhaps she, I mean, we are led to believe that she orchestrated that. Yeah, she doesn't deny it. She doesn't reveal, like, yep, that's exactly what happened. Um, <laughs> Caroline's but, not stupid. you know, something happened where maybe Caroline was at play of trying to get some kind of something to happen so that Darcy would see, like, hey, this Jane girl is not as great as we think she is. She's bad news. She's bad news She's for bad everyone. Egg. Yeah. But, Which, um, like, Lizzie is like, that. that's it? Yeah. They, she kissed a guy and that's why like this whole like months months of just jane feeling tortured and sad and just so so rejected really about from bing and her like these new friends of hers was because of this one little instance and like but it's interesting because like the way i see it i know jane would never like go around like kissing other guys especially at her boyfriend's birthday party no. so like 
It had to have been obvious that like some drunken guy was like slobbering all over her. It yeah, must have I mean, like... was Jane super drunk too? I like, know, because I... I was like, did the guy look a little like Bing and it was dark or something? <laughs> like, I kind of want to know more about this because yeah. there is a difference between like seeing someone like passionately that's... making out with someone that, else. I guess that is a bit of a plot hole <laughs> because, lo- because actually, cause if Jane remembers kissing this guy, she would know like, oh, maybe he saw, maybe someone saw, and be like, hey, Bing, like I know this happened at the party, but like. I promise it wasn't what it looks like, that whole thing. But then that's a whole, like, weird angle to place Jane in of, like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So, yeah, that's, I don't, I'm a little confused by that, We should ask too. Bernie about that eventually. Um, about this indiscretion and kiss and how it actually went down. I know, like, walk us through the blocking. Yeah. <laughs> Where Interior, night, she... Carter's, yeah. etc. Well, this was at, at their house, right? Was it? I thought it was at this Carter's. Bing's birthday, par- Bing's birthday party. Oh, I guess so. Well, yeah. whatever. Interior, night, Bing's house. Mansion. Mansion. <laughs> Netherfield. So that's revealed. But it's interesting, because I feel like Jane never really... Like, it, it's... I, I almost feel like it would be the kind of thing where, like, after that happened in the next video, Jane would be like, Lizzie, I have to tell you something that happened. And yeah. I feel awful. But like, I always feel like Jane didn't even know what happened. Was Jane that's, plastered? That's why. I'm like, was I guess Jane gets super drunk at parties because no one remembers She's this happening. She's probably an extreme lightweight. Like, no one but Darcy saw this really happen, you know? Well, and that's what's so sad about it is it's not even like Bing saw it happen. It's like Darcy... He heard about it. I mean, it's it. possible that like it did it was look just the angle like, of like yeah and he was like he just went in for a like, hug looked up saw them kissing and then like turned away in anger enraged and then he was like you need to break up with or B-. like in disgust of like Ugh. well yeah and he was probably like he probably told bing like i have all the evidence i need like i yeah. saw jane kissing another guy and then caroline is like yeah i saw it too and she could name if, names i mean what if it never happened what if it was caroline who told darcy who told bing no, it sounds like it happened. It happened. It sounds like it happened. Like I, I hate for that black mark to be on James' record, but I think it happened. I mean, but still, like I, I don't get how Jane doesn't remember. <laughs> Whatever. That's uh, we're not in that position. But anyways, um, so then Caroline is spitting venom. Lizzie's trying to make sense of what's going on right now. I really liked one of Caroline's lines when she says, "I am doing what is best for the people that I care about." I help them. And in that moment, I was like, oh. I just was really reminded of Emma. Yeah. <laughs> Emma yep. Woodhouse. I'm like, oh, she really is the evil version of Emma. It's I like she's like them. her. Like, I feel like there's a parallel universe oh. that's called Caroline Approved. Oh, my God. But it's like, I help people. And she's like a real housewife of wherever they're located. Of Netherfield. Of Netherfield. And she's like, I help people. And it's like, she's so, like, manipulative. Because, like, Emma's not like deeply manipulative in what she does she like sort of like helps people through the relationships and she like like she's an openly a coach and like the thing about caroline is she wants to help people without making it seem like she's doing much yeah she wants to make them think that they're crazy i that's hilarious we'll we'll create that show yeah um caroline approved (laughs) and the things she improved she approved it's just like bonkers the same uh opening theme music but just in a minor key so it sounds like welcome to caroline approved <laughs> i know oh that's so hilarious but it's interesting because lizzie's like so you like barged into my house and insulted me and you've been insulting us this whole time and you broke up my sister and she's like but here's the thing caroline your plan didn't work yeah because even though yes they have been um they were broken up for a while and they were unhappy 
They were meant to be together because guess what? They're still together. Like yep. they made it through all of like dark, like tearing those two apart did not save the family unit that Caroline invented in her mind because her brother still ran off to New York to be with this girl and Darcy still doesn't love her. Like still oh, hasn't, never, never has, yeah. never will. She, I, I wish like Lizzie had explicitly said that he doesn't love you. He doesn't love you. He will never, never love, love you. <laughs> Jinx. And but she extends an olive branch and she's like, in light of all of this, would you like to stay for dinner? Yeah. And I think I was like, when I was watching that, I was trying to decide if she was like, I'm going to punish her by inviting her to dinner because it's going to be Awkward. insane. Or she's like, oh, this girl, because like, I Caroline. She's trying to get her out of the house. Too. Car- she's like, get out of here, you know? Well, but no, I do think that the dinner invitation was sincere because the thing is, I think she realized in Caroline's explanation that like, she did do this for her family. Like, she genuinely thought Jane wasn't right for her brother. So she was like, I'm going to help my brother and tear up these two and tear up this relationship because like, I'm looking out for like family first. And. When she realizes that, like, like Caroline lost. Like, yeah. Lizzie comes out of this realizing that, like, she just lost. She's here to confront Lizzie because she has no one to blame but herself. And she has no one. She has no real friends. Like, she feels abandoned by her family. Yeah. And so she's like, you can, like, I, for- I feel like this is her way of saying I forgive you and you can stay for dinner and you can share the company of my family. And, of course, Caroline says no because she's too proud for that. But I do think it was, like, very big of Lizzie to say in spite of all the horrible things you've done to me and said about me, I know it's because you're like a lost soul and I invite you to like share the company of my family. Mm-hmm. So, and then we wrap on Caroline. Yeah. And that's the last we'll ever see of Caroline. Well, at least in the Lizzie Bennet In the Lizzie Bennet Dun, dun, dun. So let's jump into episode 96. Oh, that's painful to say. Episode 96, Talking to Myself, written by Margaret Dunlap. Um, I feel like basically what we learned in this episode is that boys are very confusing. Yeah, I mean, Lizzie kind of uses costume theater throughout this whole episode to really figure out her feelings, to figure out what she's thinking, what she should do next. Because, you know, her sisters aren't really there and uh, Charlotte isn't there. So she really doesn't have anyone to turn to right now for major advice. All she knows is that Darcy knows that she knows about buying out the company um, for Lydia's sex tape. And the last time she saw Darcy was at uh, Pemberley Digital. And, like, she doesn't know where they stand still in their relationship. But, you know, Lizzie's basically like, boys are confusing. And they buy companies for you, but they don't call. (laughs) And, like, she said a very luxurious sentence where she was like, And I still haven't heard a word from him since he handed me into his car so his driver could take me to the airport. Now that Lizzie, like, she's cleared the air about being in Jane's relationship, she basically is left with alone with her thoughts, which is... Her own relationship. Which is her, her sort of... And I get it, because, like... At this point, her relationship with Darcy is kind of imaginary. Like, yeah. she's not wrong in saying, like, we're not, like, friends, but we, like, get along. Like, we just, he was some guy I used to, like, talk crap about on my vlog. It's the thing where she knows that Darcy's watching, and she... She, she doesn't, I feel like she doesn't well, even she's know. Like, she thinks, she knows he could, but she doesn't know if he, like, is still interested enough to watch. Because yeah. if he had watched the last episode, he would have just seen Caroline confront her, and she's basically, yeah. like, a forgiving person. Like, like, here's what's interesting. In the book, 
basically Lady Catherine is like, do you swear never to marry Darcy? And Lizzie's like, absolutely not. And so he hears about this and he's like, the fact that she didn't promise never to marry me means I still have a shot. And so he makes the next move. This is different because they didn't talk a lot about, like the confrontation wasn't really about Darcy. It was mostly about Bing and like, it's basically like Caroline spiraling on camera. Yeah. And <laughs> and so basically what's happening now is like because there's there's nothing much for Darcy to react to after that. He's like, wow, Lizzie's like a very forgiving person. But like essentially Lizzie's like he did something for us that we cannot repay, like in money, in time, yeah. in like the freaking amount of like just so many resources went into like finding who had it. And then like. Like, acquiring a company is, like, a big deal. It's, like, a huge thing. And he did it. He, like, expedited the whole process and basically destroyed all hope of ever making a money off of, like, her sister's sex tape. And that's just, like, <laughs> he was holding so much power. Like, when he, like, had that sex tape, like, he so much power and he didn't want it. He just wanted it over so that he could gone. end Lizzie's suffering. Yeah. And, like, she's starting to see that. And basically... We, I feel like this episode is basically us watching Lizzie spiral. Yeah. Because I mean, she, like, she, delves into her many personalities. She goes through, like, all the rounds of every character that we've seen. And new character. I mean, we hadn't seen Charlotte costume theater before. We hadn't seen her do Fitz costume theater. Um, I like the Charlotte. I think her voice her, was very accurate. I think her Gigi was really good, too. Yeah. I, I liked her Gigi, and I liked her Charlotte. Those yeah. were, I feel like, yeah, the voices were, like, a little similar. I was like, oh. <laughs> good for you. Go, Ashley. And she sort of comes to the conclusion that we sort of knew she had to come to the whole time, which is... I should call Call him. Darcy. Just call Darcy. Like, the whole time she's been like, what do I do about Darcy? What are you going to do about Darcy? And she's like, I don't know. He's like a force of nature. He can't, you can't just like pick up the phone and like, it's not like call. calling any other boy. But it is like calling other, like I'm reminded of this, of like the most amazing line from the movie Notting Hill, hmm. where like, for those of you who may be a little too young to like know that movie by heart, essentially Hugh Grant, who's just like a bookshop, not even like a book, like a travel bookstore owner in like, this cute little neighborhood in London falls for Julia Roberts, who Who's plays like a, a movie yeah. star. And so he's based it's at the end of the movie. And basically she needs to like go back to her glamorous life. And he's like, I don't think we should be together because I'm this tiny, tiny person and you're this huge star. And she's like, that's true. But I'm also just a girl standing in front of a boy asking him to love her. That like boils it down so much because like, yeah, he's like this big CEO of this big company and he's like really intimidating because he's got this intense personality and like very strong opinions. And she's just like some grad student with a mountain of student debt and like a a vlog. Mm -hmm. But she's still just a girl. She's just a girl. Standing in front of a boy asking him to love her. Over the internet. Over the internet. (laughs) Vlogging in front of a boy. Vlogging in front. I'm just a girl vlogging in front of a boy. Asking him to love her. Yep, that's oh, exactly. That's going to be... That should literally have been the tagline for the Lizzie Bennet <laughs> I'm sorry I let the whole cast and crew down by not thinking of it then. And the episode ends with her actually calling Darcy. It goes straight to voicemail. Thank God. But she leaves a voicemail saying, Hey, it's me, Lizzie Bennet, you know, from... When I was shadowing at your company, the intern. <laughs> she's so funny, too, because she's like, I don't know. If, she says it in this tone that's like, I don't know if you remember me. Yeah. The girl you, like, confessed your love to and yeah. then got rejected by. And then you were, like, going to ask me out. And yeah. then my sister's sex tape got, like, almost released. And you helped me. And you, like, bought a company for me. That Lizzie Bennett. That, that one. <laughs> um. <laughs> that's 
a great conversation. But I, I was surprised because when she got out her phone, I was like, oh, she's going to text him. But I was like, oh, she's calling him. She called him. But of this course. is big. Well, yeah. I think, how do you think that, con- I literally think that's how the conversation would have gone if he'd answered the phone. Like, can you imagine how terrifying that would be uh. to like not even know what you're like? Because the thing is, she doesn't know what she's going to say to him. Yeah. She just knows that she needs to make contact. And so if he'd been like, hello, uh, we would have been like, like hang- oh, oh, imagine if it cut off there, like, hello, and like, oh, oh my gosh, cut. I would have cut to black. I would have like been writhing on the floor in yeah. agony. <laughs> I would have been like, you monsters. <laughs> um, but it's a voicemail. And so she's just like, hi, it's me. It's Lizzie. And then she like, I just wanted to chat. <laughs> I love that she used that word chat. And even she was like, what? Who says chat? I know. <laughs> like- and she like is disgusted with herself and hangs up and turns off the camera. And you know that Darcy, like, played that voicemail for himself a million times and, like, still chat. saved it What forever. does chat mean? What, what does chat, chat mean? Like, uh, he's does gonna... chat mean love? <laughs> <laughs> but he would Google that. I yeah. think there's, like, definitely a place on the web for, like, William Darcy's search history. Oh, my God. And he's Ugh. just like, does chat mean love? Does she love me? How do you? And then I'd love to... And, the, oh, and then he doesn't call her back, right? It's like, no. that's when he, like, shows up on her doorstep yeah, unexpectedly so that, and that's very romantic. Coming up next. That's agonizing to like leave because she did leave a very brief message. She's just like, hey, it's me. I'd like to chat. Mm-hmm. And then he like doesn't respond. He takes that as a signal to like, I gotta go. <laughs> and, I, and like to me, because like he doesn't respond for a few days, I would have been like, well, he hates my yeah, guts. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the that's end of it. That's it. I gotta move on. You know, and then he... that's still that's still to come. I know. That's there, still to come. So there's still much to look forward to, but still so much has happened. Oh my goodness! And yeah. there's nothing scarier than like calling someone you're interested in, and just because <laughs> not knowing what to say. Because basically, I think she still wants to gauge his interest in her. Because it's yeah. so easy to assume that like she's put him through so much before they were even de- like literally he was on the cusp of asking her out on their first date i mean he did and then she got the call and then she didn't get a chance to answer yeah and then he helped her immensely he was so supportive and helpful and reliable and then it's like what are we gonna like get coffee now like are we gonna make out in your car how does this even happen we know so much about each other so like wwdd what would darcy do do you think he like It'd be funny if he, like, was, like, in a meeting all day and then he, like, got his voicemail and then he, like... Or no, it'd be funny if he, like, checked YouTube and, like, watched that's, her that's video. I think. And, and then like, was, like, what? <laughs> and then he, like, listens to his phone a million times and I then, mean, like, watches it online Even well. with the previous episode, he may- maybe saw a different side to Caroline that he hadn't seen before. And now seeing this, he's, like, his mind is just, like, going so many different directions of, like, what do I... I gotta do something. I gotta do something. This is it. This is it. I gotta go. So he's got to take action. Yeah. We'll see that Ball's coming in, up. Ball is in your court, Darcy. So let's go to the comments then. Jumping to the comments section where we read original YouTube comments from when the episodes first aired. For episode 95, DFTBA Lauren says, When Caroline shouted, How dare you, Lizzie Bennett? For a moment, I thought that was maybe Mrs. Bennett. And I literally streamed with excitement. Once Lizzie responded by saying, Caroline, all of my dreams were shattered. I think that would make sense because can you imagine if Mrs. Bennett found these videos and was like, How dare you, Lizzie Bennett? So real. You've aired my all our family drama on the internet. How dare you soil our name? But like screaming while watching Lizzie Bennet Diaries yeah. and then like getting your mind changed is like, ugh, it drains <laughs> you. I can tell you from experience. <laughs> That's so real. Zesty Alto says, Caroline, grow up and live your own life. Stop trying to live everyone else's for them. Yep. Ain't that the truth? Bib1961 says, 
It just struck me that Caroline doesn't know how to deal with someone like Lizzie. Lizzie is very straightforward. She sees right through Caroline's pretense of friendship and her manipulative behavior to her loneliness, at which point Caroline leaves. Yeah, she's just been cut open with a hot knife, you know? Like, she's used to people believing her and being like, isn't Caroline, like, a saint? And, like, she's not. She's been exposed. She has been exposed. she doesn't like it. Fran Locke says, ding, 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 ding. Do you hear that? It's time for Dizzy to come out of the oven. And I want the confession of feels well done with extra kissing on the side. Well, that's genius. I love that comment. (laughs) For episode 96, Ashley says... My name is Lizzie Bennett, and I'm still oblivious. Face palm. That's hilarious. <laughs> and then I actually had, I found a comment of mine. Oh my gosh. My very quality comment where all I said was chat, period. You, and you didn't capitalize the C. No. And you put a period. I put a period. I love, I, I'm just like imagining like you five years ago, just like, Lizzie, what was that? Chat? Chat. 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 That's all I said. I love this. You're like, I'm dying at this theory. Bib1961, who we saw (laughs) from a clearly very dedicated fan. Several people have mentioned that even though Darcy's voice asks his callers to leave a message after the tone, there is no tone. Dun, dun, dun. Could it possibly be the case that Darcy picked up the phone, automatically pressed the button to answer an incoming call, glanced at the screen, realized it was Lizzie on the other end, panicked, eek, 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 then quickly recovered his wits, producing an excellent imitation of electronic Darcy? I know that's what I would have done. Holy crap. Holy crap. Let's take the rolling backpack that is this comment. (laughs) And unpack that. That's hilarious because, like, yeah, it can. There was no tone, there was no beep. So then he just like, oh crap, I answered. This is William Darcy. Please leave a message. And but then- the fact that this person would even think to go there, yeah, that they were paying such close attention that they were like, oh, it couldn't have been like a technical thing that they yeah. overlooked in production. There just is no dial tone because we're hearing the voice of the real Darcy <laughs> pretending to be voicemail Darcy. I'm screaming <laughs> on the floor. Oh my god, hilarious. And then he just like, she loves me. She loves me. <laughs> Freaking out. And then Taff3 London says, I literally just yelled no at my computer when it ended. I need to know what happens. Yeah, I don't because there are only four more episodes left yet. Hurry up. Take your time. I'm conflicted. That's how I feel right yep. now. That's how I feel because I'm like still so much is to come. But it's so like much. almost over. I'm in agony, Yolanda. Uh, Make it better. Really, there's only so much that's left to be wrapped up. There's so I little. I so mean, essentially, little. it's what we came to see, which is like the Lizzie Darcy love story. Yeah. Story, the dizzy story. The dizziness. Yeah. I'm dizzy. <laughs> so we're going to continue on with that next week. Um, and once again, just to plug Mary-Kate Wiles' Etsy shop again, you can find these wonderful smelling candles at Paper and Slate on Etsy. Uh, follow them on social media at Paper and Slate and enjoy some wonderful literary based candles, you know? Worth it. It's hashtag worth it. That wraps it up for this episode. Check out our social media. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at The Pemberley. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash The Pemberley. And if you'd like to talk to us directly or have any questions, email us at thepemberleypodcast at gmail.com. And to support the podcast, donate to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash thepemberley, or leave us a review on iTunes. That helps other people to find this podcast. 
You can find links to all of these pages on our WordPress page, thepemberleypodcast.wordpress.com, where we also include links to anything we mentioned on the show. Thanks again for listening. Bye! Bye.